At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Get a Grip with Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Get a Grip podcast. I am your host, Shane Bacon. Got a fun one for you this week. Uh, Went on a golf trip a couple of weeks ago with uh, three of my buddies. One of them was Joel Klatt, who I'm sure you know, um, the lead analyst for college football at Fox, does an incredible job in that role and has for a few years and has become one of my good buddies. He's an excellent golfer uh, to go along with, you know, the whole like played professional baseball and then was a starting quarterback thing at Colorado and now, you know, has an amazing job and an amazing family. Uh, but uh, went on a golf trip and we just kind of wanted to chat about Pinehurst in general. We did this years ago in and around Bannon Dunes. Um, you can find that episode still uh, on the Clubhouse feed. If you go to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon and look up the episode with Joel Clad I had about Bannon Dunes, just kind of giving you ins and outs and tips about what to do at Bannon Dunes, what not to do, and those types of things. So we wanted to do something similar around Pinehurst because we spent a few days there and got to really experience it. So uh, that is the chat today. A uh, couple things before we get to Joel. Uh, I'm sure you've seen this as well, but started a podcast with my friends at Ping called the Ping Proving Grounds Podcast. And our first episode has been out, second episode dropping this week. Make sure you go check it out. Subscribe to it, download it, listen to it. I think you're going to be a big fan. Marty Jertson, who was on this podcast last week, is my co-host for that. Uh, he's a man of many talents as well, much like Joel Clad. He has seen and done many of things in and around the sport of golf over the last few decades. And we chat about everything from, you know, what does water do on the face of your irons to, you know, what app is available through our friends at Ping to help you in terms of your gapping with your golf bag to interviews with Sahith Thagala and uh, many more Ping players and ambassadors in and around the sport. So give that a, a listen. And as I mentioned, subscribe to it, download it. Um, you'll be doing all of us a big favor, and I think it'll do your golf game a favor as well. And we are inching closer to Father's Day. I wrote a children's golf book called The Golfer's Zoo, 
And there are copies and signed copies still available if you go to back9, the number 9, back9press.com backslash bacon. And the Golfer Zoo, it's an excellent gift for uh, a father in your life, a new dad, an, uh, an upcoming father that you know has a baby on the way. All of those people, I think, will enjoy it as a Father's Day gift. It's something they could read to their kids and get them into the sport that they love as well. So, uh, Pink Proving Grounds podcast, the Golfer Zoo. Let's get to my man, your man, Joel Klatt. Everybody, that is uh, Joel Klatt. You know the man. I really like the hat today, Joel. Is that thank is you? That Rose Bowl hat. Yeah, Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl. Um, shout out to all the people at the Rose Bowl. By the way, they're fantastic. It's my. It's one of my favorite things to do. By the way, Shane, I don't get to go to many football games, right? Like I'm always covering them. So I'm. I'm. When I say go, I mean as a fan, and I never get to take my kids to a game except for the Rose Bowl. So it's like the, they've been to like three football games in their life. Two of them have been the Rose Bowl. I'm like, geez, talk about spoiled. They're, they're like, Dad, another Rose Bowl shirt? You're like, yes, we're buying all of the merch. I don't do this. I try to get out of these stadiums as fast as possible when I work. By the way, um, Joel Klatt has a podcast, The Joel Klatt Show. Make sure you listen to that. It's awesome. Uh, you've been raking – I think you ranked off-season teams, and you've been talking yeah. realignment as of late on the pod. Is that fair? Yeah, good call. Yes, um, we've done some off-season stuff, but they can go back and listen to those. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast at Joel Klatt Show uh, on social media. So thank you for giving that a pub. But I've also – I've got a great series coming out starting June 12th. I'm talking with all the like biggest names in college football, Nick Saban, Ryan Day, Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, uh, among others. And we're sitting down for a little bit longer form interviews about the sport in general um, and not specifically about their team or anything this year. Really fun conversations. Those start June 12th and they'll run all summer. So uh, check that out. That'll be on the podcast. And also, mm -hmm. I'm assuming um, you can watch it visually somewhere, maybe on social or something like that. Is that That's right? right? That's okay. right. Yeah, we, we're on, I think, YouTube. And <laughs> Can we get into the nitty gritty that you might be like the worst phone human on the planet? I oh, mean, for sure. Like, you don't know how to do any of it. I mean, no. any of it. What are you, no. you're 41? No. So we're going to get into this. Uh, this we, we went to Pinehurst and, and we'll talk about that. But you guys were all like, hey, like, you know. <laughs> I was like, well, great. I land at whatever, such and such time. I'll just like Uber down. And they were like, you guys were all like, no, no, no. Like use Lyft instead. And I was literally, I'm staring at my phone and I'm like, what is Lyft? What is, what is going on? And I had to finally text you guys like, Hey, what are you talking about? And then, you know, the reaction was amazing. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, before we get into the Pinehurst trip, cause that's the, obviously the main um, reason we're chatting today, um, also obviously talking a lot about Arizona football, but um, <laughs> you have a big golf tournament tomorrow. You know, people don't understand this. I mean, this is golf season for Joel Klatt. Like yeah. when your last game is played and you go to the Rose Bowl with the fam, basically from that point forward is Joel Klatt golf season Yeah. until until August. Yeah, I mean, listen, like unless unless there's some sort of like school event or I have to do like some some work trip or something, if it's a school day, my wife is like, yeah, like if the kids are in school, like you you should probably be playing golf. And I'm like, done. So <laughs> I play a lot of weekday golf in the mornings when the kids are at school. Um, and I mean, I'm addicted you know this we've been on now several golf trips together we used to work uh the, the broadcasts uh, for the u.s open together 
and I'm addicted. I absolutely love it. Um, I've gotten better over the years to the point where I now I want to try like these little qualifiers. So I'm going to be playing in the Cal State Amateur Qualifier on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday morning at Michael Block's club. Yep. I'm going to see see Blocky um, at Arroyo <laughs> Tribuco. So, I mean, we'll see. I got, I have no expectations. I'm not as good a player as you are. Like you, you are a very good player and can generally qualify for something like this out of a qualifier, a state amateur or something like this. Uh, I'm not, I do this for fun. Um, and you know, hopefully just play well, you know, the last time, well, it wasn't the last time, but I did try a U.S. open local qualifier, you know, this, and I was like, not playing great, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. The last 17 holes were epic. The last 17 holes, I thought you played pretty well. Well, last 16, because on number two. Last, sorry, sorry, sorry. Last 16. That's right. 2T, OB, OB, 12. A yeah. 12. Yeah. Second, second hole of competitive golf in my life. But yeah, it'll be fun. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so funny. I, I just played in that Ike qualifier last week, and I got through right on the number. I shot 74, and that was the number it took to get in, and the Ike is at my club, so I'm really pumped about this in a few weeks. I was talking to the kid I was playing with who also got through. He just graduated college, and I was talking to him probably six, seven holes into it, and we were both around even par, and I said, nobody that doesn't play qualifier golf, like this isn't tournament golf, qualifier golf, understands what qualifier golf is like because right you're playing like relatively conservative golf you are picking your spots and i mean when i say picking your spots like four swings around right that maybe you're right. going to get aggressive with right but all you're trying to do joel is make par that is the only yes. goal and when you go out and play recreational golf i mean we'll get to this but you played the day after our Pinehurst trip, and I think you shot 67 at your club, which is not an easy golf course, by the way, and that is a very impressive number. But when you're going out and playing recreational golf or you're on a trip with the boys at Pinehurst, in your mind on every tee, the goal is to make a birdie or make an eagle or do 100%, something special. 100%, and then you, especially <laughs> you flip it into this par world of like par is the best score you could make and right. hopefully I sprinkle in a birdie, and it is a very, very big change in the way your mind works as a golfer. Oh. I, I think that the hardest the hardest thing to do is it's not tee shots are pretty pretty similar right like you're trying to now listen are you going to pound driver as much in a qualifier probably not right am I going to take a four iron here and there yeah you bet the difference is is once you're in the fairway because in recreational golf and you say this all the time and people listening to this podcast should hear it and I'm sure that they have every hole on the planet is a birdie hole from the fairway yep. Unless you're playing greens like Colonial last weekend that are literal <laughs> parking lots. Like every hole, if you're a good player, you can birdie. Every course is soft enough where you can make a birdie from the fairway. Therefore, guess what we do? We stare at the flag. Whether it's short-sided, behind a bunker, whatever, we stare at the flag and we always generally play our stock shape. So mine's a little draw with the iron. That means pin four off the right, I'm aiming five yards into the rough, <laughs> drawing it in there. Like, let's go. Right. That's the hardest thing to do is, is then like remove the flag and say, okay, I'm just trying to hit this big green. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. I'm, I'm excited for it. I always get nervous and I'm sure people out there that have tried qualifiers. My, my biggest nerves come from tee shots. Like okay. I'm just like, just keep it in play. Right. Cause 
if I don't have a penalty stroke, I'll be close to the number. Totally agree. Yep. So that's like, that's the whole day for me. It's just like, how do I keep it in play off the tee? Yep. The one piece of advice I'd give you tomorrow is if you're sitting on a tee shot going, I don't think it's driver. Don't hit driver. Just hit your three wood or hit your iron and just get it in the fairway and go about your business from there. Because there are a million times where you hit that driver you're unsure of and you block it right, yes. you know, or you, you pull yes. hook it left. You go, why in the hell did I pull what? that club? I didn't what want to hit it doing? in the first place. What are we oh, doing? It's so frustrating. Um, So we just got back from a trip to Pinehurst and um, it was you, me and my buddy Ashton, yeah. who I know I've talked a lot about on this podcast with, I used to play, uh, professional golf with Ashton. Uh, he doesn't play a lot of golf anymore. Still incredibly good and, and played some great golf. We'll get into on the trip. And the fourth member was he, my he buddy. He played great. Oh, he played tobacco road. He lit the lit on fire yes. the entire day. It was like, he was, it was on fire. Like the road runners we were pulling out. <laughs> it was Ashton walking <laughs> off the golf course, but, um, he had a great, uh, great week with the golf course after the first round. And then our buddy, Andrew was mm -hmm. the fourth member and you three had never been to Pinehurst. I mean, you guys had never no. experienced any golf in that area. I think Ashton said he played maybe a junior tournament there, you know, 15, 20 years ago, but didn't remember anything about it. When you were thinking about what Pinehurst would be versus what it was in reality, what do you, what was the biggest difference for you, Joel, who I know is a golf mm. nut who reads and checks things and, and, and knows about so many places around the country that call themselves kind of homes of golf. I, was immediately like almost shocked but surprised of the scope of what Pinehurst yep. is you know and because I'm used to and th this is not a knock because this is my favorite place on the planet like a trip to Bandon Dunes to me is, is I like that's my favorite place on the planet but it's totally different than that. You know, you're going to a place with five courses. You're not going to leave that specific property up right. abandoned. Pinehurst is very different because you've got 15 great courses all within 25 minutes. And, and I didn't really realize what, what it was until we got down there. Um, and then after that, I, I, I started to immediately realize like oh like there's something for everybody yep. there's the tough course that you can challenge yourself there's the really fun course there's the cradle so the variety and scope was what i initially was not only impressed with but kind of surprised about having not been there uh before yeah andrew and i got there uh, a night before you guys arrived you obviously you arrived i think in the morning uh that monday morning and then mm -hmm. ashton got in later that day and I remember Andrew and I pulled out that morning from the Talamore, which we were staying at, which was lovely, by the way. And we'll get into that in a moment. But we pulled out and there was a golf course on the right. And I remember Andrew mentioning, like, is that the course? Is that from the resort here? And I went, Andrew, like, you'll never see more golf courses in your life no. than you're going to see driving around the village of Pinehurst. Because like you said, the scope is it's it's almost hard to believe that it exists. Like you yeah. laugh when you hear we're going to play Pinehurst number eight today. And then after you spend two or three days driving around Southern Pines and Pinehurst and even going a little bit deeper into some, some of the other areas, like going to Tobacco Road, you realize that Pinehurst is a part of this, but yes. this area has more golf than you're ever going to see in your life if you're in a golf, if you're in a car, you know, driving the streets. Let's, let's put it this way. You could be down there for probably two straight weeks and not play the same course twice. Yeah, you play 36 a day and not play the same course sure. twice. I agree. Sure. And they would all be... You know, there would be a, a flavor for everybody in, in there. There's there's no doubt. Love, I loved it. Um, 
and I had never played golf. I've not played a lot of golf in the South. We played in, in South Carolina once at Yemen's. Um, and, and other than that, I've never played golf in Florida. Um, I've never, you know, so I'd like the, so this was, I know North Carolina is not, you know, way deep in the South, but this was, um, this was fun. This was very fun. And, and certainly a type of topography that I wasn't quite expecting either kind of rolling Hills, pines everywhere, obviously in, in the name, but man, it was, it was really cool. Joel, I'm just going to, I'm just going to like uh, take a side street here for a moment because I grew up in Texas and Texas is not considered the South, which is really weird. It's just strange. That <laughs> it's kind of like it's, its own entity. Like Virginia is the South and yeah. Texas what, isn't. What, it's like, what? Like you, you deal so much with college football. Like what is the South? Is the South As, SEC? This, SEC, that's what it is. Around the SEC, okay. that's the South. That's the okay. new South. College football has now <laughs> defined the geography for America and now. It's, uh, it's just so strange. Like, you know, I mean, I had mentioned, I like when I was in college at Arizona, it's like, where are you from? You're like, Oh, I'm like, I'm from the South. I'm from Texas. And then you get side eyes. Like, if somebody no. was from like South Carolina, like what the hell is this guy talking about? Pretty much everywhere except for the South, you say your specific state where you're yep. from. And then if you're from the South, it doesn't matter if you're from Charleston or Atlanta, you rarely hear that. You just say like, Oh, I'm from the South. You know, like for instance, we had this kid, Oh man. I, and listen, I'm a sarcastic guy. You know that, right? You know me well enough. Um, so we, I'm doing these USFL games on Fox, uh, in the springtime and we have this, this kid, um, uh, I call him a kid cause he's just out, out of college and he, he's in the, con, uh, the truck and I've never seen him before, you know? And he's like sitting on this little desk and he looks up <laughs> at me like this. When I walk in, I look down and I was like, you're new, you know? And he's like, Oh, oh yeah. And I was like, I'm Joel. And he was like, I'm Crawford. And he had like the, the comb over. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, the, I was every like haircut. Everybody has. Yep. And I was like, Hey, Oh, Hey guys, Crawford's from the South. <laughs> and he was like, how'd you know? I was like, well, your name's Crawford and you've got the good, like the waff comb over and the truck just like ex explodes in yeah. laughter. And he's like, you're right. And then we start to get into like, where are you from? He was like, Virginia. And then I started thinking to myself like, Virginia is not the South. Right. But anyways, I digress. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's just funny. I mean, the haircut you're wearing like vineyard vines, like oh, yeah. you probably own multiple masters polos. Like you're from the South. We understand, you know, Yeti, you have Yeti. hundred oh, percent. You wear boat shoes to the college football game, you know, all of that. Yeah, a lot yeah. of Yeti stickers on your on, on on your livelihood. Maybe it's your car, maybe it's your cooler. Um, so you got in after Andrew and I got to play the Talamore, which is where we stayed. The villas were great. I mean, if you're looking for a place, you know, to stay with four buddies, I thought it was perfect. You know, you yeah, got it was two beds in one room and it had plenty of room and had a big TV. I mean, kind of all you're really looking for. So we were That's pretty right. thrilled. I don't think any of us really knew much about that place going in. I, I was really impressed with the place. Um, another thing that I really loved about it, it had laundry. You know, this yes. is an underrated thing, like on a golf trip, because whatever it is, right? Like you want to do socks or or whatever. And and we were able to do that. So that was that that was an underrated part. And then two, I, I think that you have to you have to know the type of golf trip group and guy you are totally. when you go. When we go, there's not a huge amount of like, just hang, right? We're going to go and play golf. We're going to be really tired. Then we're going to probably have some night putting. And then we're going to go to bed. 
you right. know, and it's like, we're going to watch the, the fourth quarter of whatever game is on. And then we're going to go to bed. And, and for that, I thought it was really perfect, you know? Yeah, I, I think, I think you nail it. And I mean, I think one of the keys to the golf trip that I think a lot of people maybe screw up on or don't plan out is exactly what you said about knowing your group, because mm -hmm. our group was on the same page. I mean, all four of us were there to hang out together to play as much golf as possible. We weren't looking for the fanciest dinners. I mean, I, you and I went and got Chick-fil-A one night, so we could continue tonight, but like we weren't- And it was we, really good. And it was fantastic, <laughs> by the way. But like that wasn't our, our goal. And, and like when we were, if we were mapping out or writing out what the plans were for the week, I feel like we would have hit those plans. We we played as much golf as humanly possible at as many different golf courses as we could play. And we spent minimal time doing other things besides sleep. And I mean, nobody minded if you were sleeping in a room with somebody else or, you know, sharing a room or doing whatever, like yeah. everybody was pretty chill. Joel, I posted this on social media. One of the funniest things and one of the funniest parts of our golf trips now is all of us are either 40 or almost 40. Yeah. And we've traded in the big bottles of liquor or, you know, pack in the cooler for a little beer for like the rollers or the yeah. Theraguns. And I think we had three, two Theraguns and three rollers between the four of we us. Did. Like that is the focus now on these golf trips is making sure the body is prepared for the next day of 36. There months. was a bottle of Advil on the counter. <laughs> Just on the counter. That's right. On the counter. And then there were, you know, the travel, two travel rollers and three Theraguns. And, and the, like three Bluetooth speakers. And it's that's like, right. that's our, and, and, and my personal favorite, a giant economy bag size of Swedish fish. Yes. And I was yes. like, Oh, I'm, I'm in heaven. But yeah, man. I mean, like, as I get older, that's the thing. If, if I'm going to go play, you know, 36 holes a few days in a row, I, I can't just roll out. It's crazy, but I'm right there with you. It's happened the last couple of years. Gosh, I I've got it. Yes. Yes. And I've got to stretch, roll my back out on a foam roller, you know, and then I've got to hit my hips with the Theragun or else it's like I, my swing will not work. I like, I cannot move you know, so I gotta, gotta know where you're at in the stage of life. It's, it's the range ball thing for me too, Joel. It's mm -hmm. knowing that if I don't hit and I don't need to hit, I don't need to hit balls for 30 minutes, but I need to hit a few wedges a few irons, and I want to see a couple of drivers in the air before I play a round of golf. And I used to be like Captain Cold Turkey. I mean, right. I would almost <laughs> plan my day to arrive at like a Phoenix Country Club, roll a couple of putts, and go to the first tee because it was right there. I almost prided myself on the fact yeah. that I didn't have to warm up and things have changed because I need to make sure I see a few in the air and make a couple of moves. And like you said, spend – Spend 20, 30 minutes on the body is, uh, is yeah. a real thing at this point in our lives. I have to feel the club. For me, it's not so much a driver in the air as it's much. I have to feel um, some turf interaction. Okay. Like that's that's the one for me. I've got to feel, and it's not a wedge turf interaction. I've got to feel like an eight or a seven iron. Like how does that hit the turf today? Am I taking a big divot or am I, am I, am I sweeping it? Because whatever happens in that first couple of swings, it ain't changing. <laughs> That's what you know, I'm. That's that's, that's, that's what, where I'm at. Today. That's what I'm playing with. Am um, I stiff and sweeping, or am I flexible and digging? Here we go. What's what's your plan for tomorrow with the qualifier? Like, what's your what what time would you like to get there before your round? 
Okay, so this is a this is this is great because I think this also goes to just a recreational golfer. I think sometimes we build up rounds or we have them planned so far in advance and we build them up and we're like, man, we're gonna I'm gonna get there an hour early yep. and, and hit balls. And I never do that to your point, right? Like when I go play, when I shot 67 the other day, I literally had time for like five swings on the range and I rolled two putts and then like rolled out and yep. we all toss balls and it's like, okay, who are you? And what, you know, like let's go two down autos and you just put the peg in the ground and you go. So I'm somewhere in between. That's clearly not what I want to do. I haven't played that course Arroyo Tribuco in, in a few months. So I want to at least the most time I'm going to spend is on the practice putting green. Yep. What's the pace of the greens? What are they, what are they doing? And then I want to hit a few chips because I want to know what the turf is like, what the grain is like in that area and on that course right now. Um, so the the plan is I, I'm hoping to get there. I'm going to initially hit some chip shots about 40 minutes prior to tee time. And then I'm going to roll some putts. And then probably about 20 minutes prior to tee time, I'm going to go take max 15 swings, okay. 20, 20 swings at max. And then, you know, Go to the first tee. Yeah, it's. I think. Uh, I think you were spot on. In terms, I mean, you, obviously, you've played a lot of a lot of sports in a lot of different areas, and you've seen a lot of like preparation and things that go into the mindset of an athlete. I do think trying to make it as similar to how you typically play is probably the best. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I, as you said it, like my dad was out here for my U.S. Open local qualifier this year, and I told him I wanted to get to the course forty five minutes before. And he thought I was insane. You know, he's like, well, no, no, no. We need to, you sure you don't want to get there like 90 minutes before? I'm like, no, man, like same as you. I mean, I'm going to hit 25, 30 balls with five clubs. I want to hit a couple chips and a couple bunker shots for me. I always, I always like to hit a couple bunker shots because I hate having a bunker shot. The first one I have being an actual tournament. Oh, interesting. And I want to roll a few putts and a few short putts. And then I want to rock and roll. And the last thing I want to do is be sitting around thinking, you know, that's oh. that's not a good thing for a golfer. Just to be on the range going, I guess I could hit a few more eight irons. Well, and and by the way, like the last thing I want, if I'm gonna make a bad swing, I want it be to be like the first couple swings. Cause then right. I can be like, no, I'm just loosening up. <laughs> You sit there and hit balls for too long, and you're like, "Man, I'm hitting it great." And then one goes squirrely. Yep, that's in your head. Yes, totally, totally, totally. totally, totally. Like so, we are not pros, right? Those guys can get there as early as they want. You know why? Because they are machines. They hit the ball right out of the middle. They are so good and so much better than all of us. They can chip for however long. I've, if I chip for too long. I'm going to fat at least five of them. Then all day long, I'm going to get in it's front of a chip and be like, oh, I don't want to fat, fat the it. chip. <laughs> right, right. So let's let's all collectively take a step back. We're not good enough to be there an hour before. And let's so let's get there 40, 45 minutes, make sure everything's working, and then go tee it up. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joel, when you were playing quarterback at Colorado, how early would you get to games, like on a game day? When would you get to the stadium? Uh, let's call it a home game, so obviously, because you, yeah. if you're away, the bus is taking you. But in, in terms well, of Well, the home- bus would take us at home games, too. We'd stay in a hotel, and the bus would take us. So we were there 2.20 before kick, two hours and 20 minutes before kick. What is it now? Like, what, what do these teams arrive now? Similar? Uh, similar, a little okay. earlier. Yeah, okay. two hours, 30 minutes. Okay, so not too much difference. Um, but I had a regiment, you know, like I knew exactly what that time was going to be like um, when I was going to get taped, then I was going to get dressed, then I was going to get stretched, then I was going to go out, you know, I, I would throw the route tree with the same people from the same spots on each side of the field so that I could feel the wind and then I'd go back, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah. it was it was regimented, there's no doubt. Yeah, minute by minute, you had it planned out. So um, going back to Pinehurst, so Talamore is where we stayed. Now, you didn't play that golf course, so mm-hmm. this is going to be kind of my takeaway from the golf course. But Andrew and I played it. We teed off. I think we were the first off. We flew around, by the way. I think we played in like two and a half, three hours. But um, it was a great surprise. I mean, I, I hadn't heard much about the golf course going into it. As we already talked about, Pinehurst has a million golf courses that everybody asks if you're playing or obviously puts on their itinerary when they go there. This was... I'm going to call this, as you mentioned, Bandon earlier, this to me is like the sheep ranch of our trip. It was an awesome starter to the golf trip. The golf Mm. course was an enormous surprise to both Andrew and I. We both loved it, and we kept trying to find a time that we could all four go out and play it before we left. We unfortunately couldn't find that window, but the golf course was sensational. The logo is sensational. You know me. I mean, I love a good golf course Big logo. logo guy. Yes. Awesome logo. It's like the llamas on a flag, and they actually have the llamas on the golf course. I think Come they're on. over by the 14th or 15th hole. I FaceTime my son, and he's like, I can't see him. And then he was annoyed at me about that. But, <laughs> you know, the golf course was great. And, again, I would say if you're going to go on a Pioneer's trip and this is something that you, in your proxy you're at least considering Talamore, maybe you're going to stay there because I know they do a lot for that like, stay-and-play packages – it was an awesome place to start your trip. It is a golf course where you're not going to lose a lot of golf balls. You're going to make some birdies. You're going to have a lot of fun. The greens were spectacular. Mm. There were some of the best greens we played on the entire trip. But uh, two thumbs up on this place, a great surprise. And when you're surprised on a golf trip, that's one of the great things. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I was really bummed that I didn't get to play it after the way you guys uh, chatted about it. Um, I know we're going to get into some of the other courses, but one of the things I was really bummed about was not getting there because when you guys kept saying like, man, it was a great starter to the trip. Yep. This is the other element of a golf trip wherever you're going. If you're going to play multiple courses, do your best 
to really think about the order in terms of level of difficulty and like what, what, you know, which one you're most excited to play, where you want your game at, at that point, you know, things of that nature. And so, um, so for instance, like I would never want to go to Pinehurst and have my first round be number two. No, never, never. Cause it's, it's, it's too tough, right? Like I, I need, I need a little, you know, starter before that. Um, and I would not want to go to Pinehurst and have number two be my last course when I'm inevitably, you know, eight to seven rounds in, in a five day period. Right. So like, think about order. Talamore was a perfect starter for you guys. I was bummed. I didn't get to, to play that one. Yeah. had a lot of fun there. Um, uh, and then you guys, you got in and we started with Pinehurst number eight, which I had mm-hmm. played before they redid the greens. Um, you hear a lot of people tout eight. Uh, it's a, it's a very, it's, I would say it's a good starter golf course, too. I mean, for you, I would yeah. love your thoughts on that in terms of getting a trip going off number eight because it's it's a little off property, too. I mean, it's not yeah. – you know, you're not going to the main clubhouse where two and four and the cradle and all that stuff is. Um, so it's its own entity when you go to number eight. I really enjoyed the layout. Loved the layout. Um, reminded me a little bit of Yeamans Hall, which I already mentioned on this. Wow, what a compliment. The, right. And and like, you know, the way that it kind of weaves around and and in and out of the trees. Um the greens were new. That was the hardest part of, yep. of playing eight were, were the greens because they were just hard, right? Which there's nothing they can do about it. They were just it was really tough to to land the ball on the green and keep it on the green. Um, but having said that, like it, that was a the type of place. In particular, if like the the greens were in a place where they were normal and where they will be, that's certainly a course I would have loved to have played two times, you know, uh, because the layout was so good. The par fives are gettable. There's some really cool tee shots where you're hitting over the entire lake. We took video of that, you know, like the (laughs) angles and everything. So those are those were were really fun. And it's a course that I feel like you could you could play pretty well if your game's in a good spot. Yeah, birdie holes, par threes are cool. Um, you know, riding carts. That's another thing about this golf trip that I, I think we probably will get into. And uh, what better time than now? I mean, you know, one of the great parts about this golf trip that's a little different than places like Bandon and Streamsong and Cabot and Scotland is we rode in carts on yeah. almost every round. And it was that fun. Is, it's underrated. You know what's so funny is like diehard golf people despise golf carts golf, you know golf well i try my traditionalist i love to to walk and carry my bag and i have my you know little wood thing that holds up my carry bag and i'm i'm a pro i i like to walk like i walk most of my rounds in the northeast but god driving riding a cart's awesome well listen you're not gonna huff your bag eight (laughs) times in four days no you're just not no so so it comes down to you're either taking a caddy which flip a coin or you're taking carts. Yep. And I loved the fact that we had a, a couple of rounds where we could just be us four, yep. have the speaker going, you know, like, and, and just play. And that to me was as big of a surprise as anything else is I loved that element of it. And it's something that I think, you know, like for instance, I think that when I do go back to Bandon, I'm going to plan two or three rounds where I do carry my own bag. Interesting. Because the caddy element does, it, it like adds, it it adds something. If you're a sub five, a caddy is a crapshoot. It really is. And 
And this is not a knock against caddies because I love my favorite thing in, in the world playing golf is to play around a golf walking and not carry my bag. Right. However, it's a crapshoot with the caddy. Like, who are you going to get? Are they up to it? What type of advice do they give? Are they any good? You know, those types of things can ruin around really quickly. And, and so for that instance, like playing eight in carts was awesome. Yeah. Playing tobacco road and carts was awesome. And we had such a good time because of it. Yeah. And, and you'd mentioned the greens at eight. I played eight a few years ago and obviously the greens weren't brand new and you mentioned they were firm, they were firm and they were slow, which is a hard mix in terms of scoring. And so, you know, there wasn't a whole bunch of scoring in our group. We were playing, I think we played left, right, center or something against each yeah. other yeah, and, uh, and had a good little battle because we were still waiting for, for Ashton to arrive. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I always love eight and I always walk off that golf course, you know, the couple of times I've been lucky enough to go out there and play it. And I think it's a good addition to any itinerary to Pinehurst. I think it's an awesome golf course. Um, like you said, you can get the par fives. You can hit shots on the par threes. There's some really cool tee shots. And I understand when you talk to locals in the area, why some of them say it's their favorite course yeah. within the Pinehurst Rota. Well, and remember, you, like you don't deal with the absolute, and I don't want to call it chaos, but just the busyness of the resort where yes. there's two and the four and cradle and all that stuff. So. The range isn't gigantic. There's not a lot of people there. And it's right there next by to the, the first I tee. I love that. The putting it's green so is awesome right there. It's by the first tee. 100%, right? So you can, and you can chip, you can do it. Like there's a little short game area just to the side of first tee. The range is just to the other side of first tee. The putting green is right there. And, and because of that, like it's its own entity and, and, and very fun and very cool. So if the range and the putting green are right by the first tee, is it hard to miss your tee time? Because we we, we did. did so we did that's, that's uh, right. So skill set. Listen, we we bring a lot of skills to uh, golf trips, and um, not totally knowing what's going on at any point during them is one of our great well, skills. I mean, there well, was sudden, literally we nobody literally, on the range. Nobody. And we miss our tee and, time, and like, and the starters right there. But I got. I do have to say, just from a personal note. I hear kind of the like, okay, I can't remember. Let's just say it was like 120, you know? And and I was like, all right, it's like 118. And so I was like, all right, one more putt. And I started walking down. And right then, right then, Andrew walks to the bar and you got on a Zoom call. And I was like, well, this is interesting. I was like, so how are we going to tee off? So and then I going. didn't say anything because I was like, well, like I'll just sit here and so – I just grabbed my club again and was like, I guess I'll hit a couple shots. Then you you finished your zoom and then you were like, I gotta hit a couple four irons. And I was like, Well, it's it's 140 now. <laughs> we were we were I think we were off 20 minutes ago. And, and to be fair, the starter was very nice about it. I mean, they weren't totally slammed at this point in the day, but my the best is the text on a golf trip that's not meant to be urgent, but it is urgent, where it's like, hey guys, um, <laughs> we're up and i think you sent like we're on the tee you know and like Andrew, like you said andrew had gone to the bar 20 minutes ago like, i hadn't seen this guy in, in half an <laughs> hour i mean i don't even know where he, he went. went i don't know what he was doing he was in there like shotgunning beers for 20 <laughs> minutes and then he like strolls out and i was like hey i'll calm and collect we're up and he's like now and i'm like yes now well now. actually actually like half 20 an hour minutes ago, ago but yeah uh so the ranger the, the ranger <laughs> was confused on two green he's like wait what group are you guys <laughs> We're like bacon. And he's like, bacon. And like it just shocked. And he was like, 
oh, we thought you no-showed. Yeah. And we were like, nope, we're we're here. He's like, well, we, we had we you actually, as a no-show. We overshowed, actually. That was the problem. We showed too much of ourselves uh, at this golf course. We spent too much time oh, on the range. But um, oh. eight was great. Uh, Ashton yes. arrived, and everybody was uh, was there for the next day, which was one of the ones I was the most excited about because, you know, I think the cradle is one of the coolest, most unique places in all of golf. Yeah. I mean, you know, Bandit Preserve is is an unmatched par three. And, you know, you can go to like Hamilton Farms and go through like the great par three courses in the world, right? But in terms of a place just being in the middle of yeah. one of the coolest places in golf, the Cradle is a very special spot. The Cradle was awesome. It was awesome. And, and underrated part of the Cradle I know you're going to like this from me in particular. Uh-oh. Was everything's under 120, 25, right, yep. right around there. So you've got a lot. There's a couple 40s, you know, a couple 60s. Underrated part is that they had mats down. And so you're not chili dipping it and, like, getting really frustrated, which yep. – I say that for me because, like, that's my miss, right? Like, you get me from 40 yards, 40% chance I'm going to chili dip it, right? And so, like, I know that sounds crazy from, like, you know, I'm I'm a zero, you're, you're a plus. I loved hitting off the mat. It yep. made it more fun. It made it way more fun. For the shots that the cradle asks you to hit, the, like you said, the, the 40 yard nipper to a, like a tuck left flag or right. the chippy one up the hill to a back flag where you could literally pot it off the tee if you wanted, yes. or you could skip back a 60 degree. Those shots off mats are almost more fun to hit. I had a lot of people on social say, totally. Why are the mats down? What are the mats going? No, away? no, no. Mats made it better. Yes. Made I, it better. I agree with you because like you can't keep the tee box. You can't get, it's impossible to have a perfect tee box at the cradle. There's like, right. I mean, like everybody is hitting an iron there and, and they're hitting a, a wedge, wedge yep. there. Yep. Yeah. So trying to hit those nippers off of sand, that would be impossible. It would be totally, you would have how many holes are there? Nine, like nine. Yeah. Eight, eight, nine. Nine impossible tee shots <laughs> if it's not mats. It's, it would have actually been kind of funny to see how many shots we would have chunked. I mean, you know, it was a bit sandy. It's like, how many of these without a tee would you not hit solid? Um, I played two days ago, Joel, and I made a birdie on maybe the hardest hole at our golf course is 13, okay. and it, it's really fiery right now. And so if you're five feet past the hole, you might put it off the green. If you hit it short of the hole location, it might come all the way off the green. I hit it like a foot to get it back to even for the day. And I wasn't playing great, so I was excited about that because, you know, to me these days, some of my most fun rounds are when I don't have it to see what I can find. Yeah, like, what can what you can I, What can I tape together, right? And um, the next hole, I hit a great three-wood in the middle of the fairway and just absolutely, <laughs> absolutely chunked a sandwich, the likes of which I'm not sure I've done in years. And that feeling when you look up, when you oh, hit it oh, off contact oh. – and you look up to where you're expecting to see a ball fly somewhere at the green from 115 yards oh. and to see it just going 25 or 30 yards. Oh, it's one worst. of the more demoralizing feelings a golfer can have. It's the worst. It's still, I, I, I would rather do that from the fairway than like I drove it. So five is a short par four at our club. I drive it to the front edge. I'm like a yard off pins back. Right. And I'm like, I'm going to chip it back there. 
and it's just like <laughs> you hit it like eight yards and you're like I, I hit it I hit it like 14 inches like <laughs> <laughs> so uh sandwich wasn't the right play got it I, oh, you know, got I'm, it. Gonna, I'm gonna got put it. this one I'm gonna go ahead and put this one hey John will you bring my eight iron from the cart <laughs> that wasn't it sandwich wasn't the right play uh yeah it's it, it'll do it. But, no, I mean, it's a, it's a great point about Cradle because I mean, we played it twice, went around two times, and getting to kind of clip those shots off the mats was was fun. The Cradle's supposed I to be it. fun, Joel. I love right? it. Yeah, 100%. The idea of that is fun. and They've got music playing. Why not make it a little bit more fun? The course is really cool. The design is very cool. There's some tough shots. There's some easy shots. There's chances for hole-in-ones. You know, like, it's, it's kind of got it all. We were playing a fun – little you know game and match uh it was you and and andrew against ashton and i like it was that was really fun to the point where we got done with the first go round. we were like well we're absolutely playing that yeah, again we got like there's no in. shot we're not playing that again <laughs> so that was great and and the and the, and the starter there um i mean you know as you said about caddies like it's hit or miss with starters too. I mean, you can get some of the most lovely people in the world and you get some people that just want you to get the hell out of their way. And <laughs> thankful that day at the cradle, the guy was awesome. And he snuck us in, you know, in between a couple of, I think, local groups. And obviously nobody cared. Everybody was fine. I think a group let us play through at one yeah. point on the cradle that was doing a bit of a playing lesson, but a lot of fun. And also if you're looking at a Pinehurst trip, doing cradle in the morning, I think a lot of people think about cradle as an evening deal you know no, you i play, liked it in the morning that's what i'm saying i i yeah. loved hitting some of those shots in the morning i mean again you played a couple times in what an hour and a half i mean yeah. we f you fly around it yeah but i loved feeling even off the mats hitting some of the chips hitting some putts like some of that interaction was way better than going to a driving range and warming up so at least consider it as as a morning warm-up to maybe playing four or two because i thought it was a. Uh, I thought it was nice to go out there and do that before we got going. So then we go in and have lunch and, and we took a look at the shop, you know, and I think that you definitely have to be strategic about when you want to buy gear, if you want to buy gear mm -hmm. and kind of schedule it out. Because what you don't want to do is get to a shop when you're trying to go play soon and then be like, well, I want to buy something. Yeah, and terrible. then you don't get your warm up. You don't really get to see the shop and like you miss everything. So we took a look at the shop, but we all knew like we're not buying things now because we're coming back the next what two days later and playing number two. So we had time set out to buy gear. So we kind of take a look at the shop, go eat, and then we go to play four. Four is um, you know, I, I covered the uh whatever that was, the 2018 amateur, amateur. Uh, at Pinehurst mm -hmm. and um uh maybe 2019, I think. And it was I mean, it was brilliant. You know, it was the first time they'd ever done two golf courses um, for a championship match. You know, they played four in the morning, then switched to two in the afternoon for the 36-hole finale. And it was right after, you know, you could call it a redesign. I mean, it's basically an entirely new golf course that Gil Hans has done there with number four. You hear a lot of people that go on Pinehurst golf trips say four was their favorite experience mm -hmm. that they got a chance to play. And, I mean, after getting a chance to see it, you understand why. It yeah. is – it feels like it's been there for a hundred years. I mean, that's what the it biggest compliment you could give it. It does. I really liked four. Um, it's certainly a, a place where you can, if you're playing halfway decent, you're going to shoot a, a decent score there. Yep. It's not like two, it's not going to beat you up. Like there's thing, there's a couple of tough holes and yeah, if you hit a bad shot, right. That's, that's any course, but it's, 
it's there, right? It's in front of you. It's there. It's wide enough where you don't have to be super specific and, and you can score a little bit. Um, the, I, I thought that, that I don't want like two was my favorite, but man, four was really good and they're different. So you got to separate them out a little bit and kind of understand what you're playing word word to the to the wise one is not a driver hole and on two favor the right side not the left side <laughs> i was just about to ask you that i was gonna ask you if uh i was gonna ask you if one was a driver so we were like we were kind of all over the place as a group i mean that's no surprise <laughs> if you know me at all but we were a bit all over the place so we get there that morning play cradle and then we asked if we could get a couple of caddies and so they were like kind of scrambling to find us a couple of caddies. And so the caddies kind of walked up to us as we were teeing off at one. And I think if they'd have been there about five minutes earlier, they would have talked us out of driver. You and I just pummel driver. Oh, God. Exactly where we're trying to hit probably it. Probably the best drive I hit the whole trip. Might have been the best one I hit on the trip, too. Was on the only hole, only hole, like, I, like you can't hit driver. Oh, just dead. Just through the fairway, pine straw. Holy. Like, have absolutely nothing. I, you and I actually hit pretty good golf shots to just get it to give us a chance at getting it yeah. up and down and making par. My second best golf shot of the whole trip was the escape. Cause I specifically <laughs> said like, I have to put this in the front bunker and I was able to do it and then got up and down for a par. But th th this is my other favorite part. And this is hit or miss on the starters. So the starter on four, you know, and, and you can tell like, they've got the same joke, joke holstered oh, yeah. all day long. Right. Joel, I started back in the day. Same thing. You, you just hit him with you hit him with the same line every time. So he hits us with a couple of just like tried and true, and we're like, oh yeah, nicely done. And he's you know, and then he's like, and the next thing I would suggest is you boys move up a tee. And it's my favorite. It's my favorite thing in the world. And we're like, you know, we're already up a tee for us, sir. Right. Like like yeah. we're not trying to play back. We're gonna play just like the regular white tees. And he wants us to go up to blue. They had, like, to your point, they have no back tees set up. Like, Correct. the, the quote-unquote back tees aren't even out there. And, you know, I mean, That's you're, right. you're, it's almost like in Scotland. They do this in Scotland a lot where the tips are the tee up, you know, for right. everybody coming through. Right. Which is, listen, it's fine. Of course. But it's always hilarious when then you see, and the caddies roll up, and they don't get a chance to, like, talk with us yet. So no one's seen us swing yet. Right. Starter hasn't caddies haven't you know and they're all like well yeah just take a driver right over that bunker and the, and the stars like you should move up a tee and you and i proceed to hit absolute scud missiles through everything and then to <laughs> hear all their reaction yeah the stars like well good luck <laughs> <laughs> well i mean in the best part i think the best part of it was and this this is like the worst feeling in golf is when the starter or your caddy is is giving you crap about either playing a different tee, yeah. how far do you hit it, any of that, and then you hit a bad shot. And I think Andrew was first off, and he hits the slap cut thingy yeah. into the right yeah. trees. And you know that starter's going, oh, God, these oh, here we go, these, these guys. guys. Yeah, oh, I bet these guys are really good. And then you and I pounded through the fairway and have just nothing, absolutely nothing there. And uh, I make five, which was fun. And then uh, we got into the round, and, I mean, it was it was awesome. Again, I, I think for – you know, when you think about the 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 conglomerate that is Pinehurst, like the Pinehurst Resort, they always had two. And you mm -hmm. can hang your hat on two because it's that good of a golf course. And I was reminded when we got a chance to play two how freaking good that golf course is because oh. it is absolutely sensational. I remember years ago when I played it, Joel, I remember saying – 
this is my favorite course in America. And obviously the years have gone by and I've been able to play some other places, you know, around the country that are awesome. And, you know, your memory wanes, yada, yada, yada. But playing two again, and you're reminded of how freaking good it is, four being there now in the way four is presented gives you two, in my opinion, championship golf courses to present to people that are interested in going to Pinehurst. And I think that is huge for the resort. I think if I were to do Pinehurst again, and we'll get into two, and I know, I know we'll get into two. I would like to play two twice on the trip. Okay. And I would one day, I would want to do 36 with, with two in the morning and four in the afternoon. I would want to just stay right there and play those 36 holes. That would be an adjustment I would make. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, then you can eat there. You know, the lunch mm -hmm. was great. We had lunch there. I mean, you don't have to leave. You don't feel rushed. You don't feel mm -hmm. like you're kind of getting pushed around. I mean, that's probably a good way to do it. I would say, I mean, as I've learned in golf trips, one of the things I try to do is to drive the least amount in mm -hmm. a day. And I think if you do that, obviously you're just driving in. And if you're staying there at the resort, I mean, you can, in theory, just walk over, take the shuttle, and boom, you're right there. It's just so difficult to try to plan 36 at two different courses where you've got to jump in the car in between. It's really, it's really difficult. Totally. Totally. It's stressful. Golf trips are supposed to be stress-free, even though I know we put stress on our golf games. Yeah. But the, one of the reasons, you know, you mentioned Bandon and one of the reasons I think Bandon gets so much acclaim outside of obviously being on the ocean and having these unbelievable golf courses is you don't have to drive anywhere. That's right. They drive you everywhere. Yeah. And it's almost like a dog in your backyard. Like that leash sensor is never going off. Like you're never leaving property. And so you never have to worry about it. And I get, I think one of the things Piners has going for it is you don't drive that far. I mean, everything's right. relatively close, 10, That's 15 right. minutes away, which brings us, by the way, to one of the most fun nights of the trip, which was after we finished up with four. I don't. Did we, what did we eat? Did we, do you know what we ate that night? Like I don't remember any. Yes, food. Yeah, yeah, yes. We went to the uh, the um, the brewery, the restaurant, right. the brewery. We yes. went to the Piners Brewery. That's right. Yes. We went. We went there that night. Big thanks to Martin and Phil, by the way, not just for dinner that night, but for helping us out. You know, playing this trip. They did a great job. Uh, follow them at Home of American Golf, by the way, on social media. Um, they do a great job of helping and planning Piners trips and just kind of promoting Piners in general. Yeah, and they it did is a, a great spot. job. Yeah, really good awesome. job. But and we, and we got to talk college football too, which was great. Oh my goodness, man! I mean, you you were you were I think you were at your match, I believe. I listen. I know when I when someone tells me like, "Oh, I'm a diehard Georgia Bulldog fan," I like my spine straightens up a little bit because I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, this person knows what's going on. They know a lot about the sport. Like, I better I've I got to mind my p's and q's here." Yeah, Barton and Phil were great. Uh, yeah, so we did Piner's Brewery, and then we went back to Talamore, and this was the first of what I like to call the unplanned perfect parts yes. of golf trips. Yeah, when there is nothing on the itinerary or agenda, and we're driving into Talamore. It's probably eight o'clock. The sun is Sun's, starting to set. Yeah, but not down yet. Yep, and, and it and has a it has a huge huge putting green there, Joel. Yes, yes, and we're still early enough in the trip where it's like. I don't care that we played golf all day. Like we're all just like, we want to bet. We want to go out and putt. And like, there was some talk that there was going to be lights on that driving range. And I was like, I'm hitting balls. Like there's <laughs> for sure, but the lights weren't on. So then it just became like, well, let's putt. And everyone immediately is like, done, let's go putt. And so we start putting. So we start putting alt shot putting, which um, I've never done before. 
And I would highly, highly recommend it to oh, anybody so that's good. going to like a it's Himalaya so spot or if you're going to like Aaron Hills, you know, any of those places with the putting course. Yes. And you're just out there to kind of have some fun and bet, you know, 10, 20 bucks a hole, like have some beers, have some cigars. I mean, we had we'd set everybody up. I mean, everybody was set with whatever they wanted to do to their body at that point. And then we started doing all shot putting and it was awesome and it wasn't going to stop. So what do you do when the sun's going down and you don't have lights? You pull the minivan right up to the putting green and turn the brights on, which is what we did. And to Talamore and everybody there, uh, if this is the first time you're hearing of this, thank you guys, because some of the most fun we had on the trip was that experience. Oh, and we stayed out there. Was... So we had to, we had to stay out there till 10, right? Oh, at, at a minimum, at a minimum, I think it was later. I think it was 1030 or, or, or 11. Okay. And what was so good is that this putting green wasn't just big and flat. It kind of tiered. There were three distinct tiers and it kind of, you know, uh, crazy tiers, really fun, crazy tiers. And, and they were big, right? So you could be on the middle tier. There was a few holes there and then you could be all the way down the bottom. There was a couple of holes down there. And then there were like two other tiers on the top and like a plateau in there. Well, once the sun went down, and and the minivan is the only lights that we have. <laughs> well, then there are because of the ridges, there are parts of the green with flags that are pitch black. Oh yeah, you can't see anything. And we and we would like choose those holes. We're like, all right, we're going into the abyss over there. Like, and and you got to alt shot it. And then the other great part about it is like, okay. No one can walk to see where those balls ended up until everyone's hit. Yep. And so we would all hit. No one knows anything. We're like, feels like, I think it was good, guys. I think it was really good. And then we would all walk up. And then one of us has to, in the dark, sit there. And then we we would start talking about the read. I think. So great. I mean, I mean, you can't see it. You can't. You would have to use your your iPhone flashlight to just see where the golf balls were. And you get you would get like Andrew helping with the read. I'm like. Yes. We can't see anything. I can't even yes. see you. Yes. I would say like um there are there are those little glow sticks you can throw in holes if you're if you don't want to just put into the dark and if you are like us and degenerate and you're up at places like Valley Neal or you know like any place that you can be out in the pitch dark and 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 be putting. I recommend bringing some like a sleeve of glow golf balls. Yes, absolutely. Because that would help. And then like a glow stick that you just throw in the actual hole. I've done that before at places. That's something that we didn't foresee on this trip. So we didn't have it. So while we had an immense amount of fun, we could have been out there till midnight if we had the glow balls going. Yeah. And I mean, to, to the Talamore Resort, I mean, it, it they should embrace that as well. I mean, I feel like totally. that putting green is so much fun and they have a light. And they turned it on for us the yeah. second night. And second it was, night. It was, it was a substantial difference in terms of, of how you could actually, you know, you could like see things, which was helpful. Um, <laughs> golf is, is relatively visual. But um, gotta, I've got a picture, by the way. I'm gonna, we should post it. You we should will. post it. <laughs> Just like the, the darkness. And you can it see like It is the, so dark. It is. It was, yeah. I mean, the cameras, the, you know, and the cameras that make it more look more light than it appears. But, uh, we, you know, we're doing that at, at the trip we do, Joel, in Tubac every year. We're going to oh, now yeah. do closest to like pitch dark closest to, to one of the Island par threes. And I'm going to bring one of those, you know, those glow strings that you yes. can wrap around a flag stick. Because again, I mean, this is the thing about a golf trip is nobody wants the night to end. You know, the night right. wants to continue on. And that's like right. some golf trips are, are at a bar till 12, 12, 31. That's not really our group. And so for us, it was more about the golf, but uh, we finished up, went to bed, got up the next morning, and this was my only rule, Joel. When we were talking about doing 
a Pinehurst golf trip. My only rule of the entire golf trip was if we do this, we have to do 36 holes an entire day at Tobacco Road. Yeah. We have to play 18 in the morning and then we have to have lunch and we've got to play 18 in the afternoon because I got a chance to play Tobacco Road and we were out there for the amateur. And, you know, I think Strands is a genius and I think the golf course is, is brilliant. Yeah, that's that actually looks that actually looks more way more lit than it was. He, Joel's showing me the picture right now of us out on the on the greens yeah. grinding for for the twenty dollars we're going to win off uh, off Ashton. But um, Tobacco Road, Tobacco Road is it's it's up there in terms of of layouts that I've been lucky enough to play. Yeah, and I think there are a couple of keys to Tobacco Road, and we'll get into this. But one key, because you either love it or you hate it, there's no middle ground for Tobacco Road. I, mean, I think I know the point of demarcation. By the way, we talked about this. It's 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 a skill. It's a skill set. I mean, you you have got to be able to carry the ball. Two twenty. Two thirty. Two forty in the yeah. air. I think you know, depending on which tees you're playing, and I'd say it really helps if you're a single digit handicap because yep. if you're hitting the ball short and you're hitting the ball sideways, it is really really difficult. But if you can hit it relatively close to where you're trying to hit it routinely, it is a very playable place. And yes. the, the visuals throw you off, but there's a lot more room on this golf course than you think. A hundred percent. I loved the visuals. I loved the course, loved the course. And immediately six holes in, I was like, my dad could never play here. Yep. So, and, and, you know, and I, think, like, I think you and I agreed on that. Yep. And so like, if you roll out there and you're a 12, well, and it's not even handicapped so much as that shot you were talking about. Like, you've got to be able to carry the ball consistently 220 to 230 yards and hit it somewhat where you're looking. If you can do that, Tobacco Road will be a phenomenal experience for you. Phenomenal experience. Scorable, fun, all of it. Layout's great. Undulation, corky holes phenomenal holes they're bending they're going down they're going up i thought it was awesome i loved it i loved the par threes i loved some of the tee shots that were difficult you had the one that's like a ski slope you can hit a three wood like 480 yards <laughs> you know um but i i immediately i'm i'm looking and there was like a group behind us and i'm seeing this guy you know and he's got like two don joys on knee braces and i'm like that has to be a miserable day for him so, and, and that's not a knock because I'm telling you, I suggest, man, get to Tobacco Road. That place was awesome. What'd you think on the first tee? I mean, you, I, I built it up a lot. I, you know, I was mm -hmm. really excited about that day. I think all of us were just pumped that we were going to be at a place, you know, 20, 30 minutes away from, you know, the centralized part of Pinehurst. Yeah. It's, it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, you know, you pull up to this kind of wooden-y, you know, clubhouse, mm -hmm. like log cabin looking clubhouse. That's awesome. What were your thoughts on that first tee when, I mean, people have seen the pictures. If you haven't, look up the first tee at, at Tobacco well, Road. It looks but, like a little saddle. I mean, it looks like you have, you know, eight yards of fairway on a par five. Like, what were your thoughts hitting that first tee shot? I bought a yardage book. <laughs> and therefore, yes. I was like, oh, okay. There's like a ton of room up there. And, and so, they had like, the G and they had the GPS on they the carts the as GPS well. They had the GPS. Yeah. And, and like, I'm just staring at the yardage book. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, left is not great. I've got... 8 million yards right, yes. even though it doesn't look like it. Like I, the 10 T and 10 fairway is all right. Like I can go. So once I got that in my head, then it didn't seem so difficult at all. And in fact, I enjoyed it because it, it minimized like my, my visual of where I was trying to aim. It, it made me aim pretty specific 
even though I did block it right in the second round, but it's not a tough, it's not a tough shot. And once you get that in your head, I, I loved it. And then I started to embrace that. There's a few of those out there. 18 is similar to that. You know, like there's a few holes where you just have to get into your head. What, what was it on the back nine? Is it 13 or 14 that par five? Yeah. 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 When when you want to like, when when you want to hug the right side, I mean, by hug the right side means seem like you hit it in the forest. And if right. you think that you hit it in the middle of the forest, perfect. Ashton, I think made Eagle birdie. Like the, I think he, he played did. The whole, I think if he played the whole three under that day, but again, and it's I, like you hit, you hit seven iron out in the fairway and you lay up or you hit driver in the know, forest in, the, in, the, in literally into the forest and you get up there and there's a 50 yard wide fairway. Yes. He hit his uh, tee shot. Well, we both hit our tee shots before, and I'm like, oh, those those should be good. Look at like yours was drawing a little bit. I was cutting a little bit, and I was like, yeah, I mean that'll that'll get over there. He hits his, and I was like, he blocked that like 50 right. We get up there. He's dead Central Park, dead middle of the fairway, and we're like searching for our balls in the trees. That was the hole where I hit it off the hill, and it hit the hole and didn't go in for bogey. So yes! that was a really yes. nice double that I made. Uh, that I made there. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, can we speak just for a couple minutes on just Ashton Woods just lighting Tobacco Road on fire? Yeah. So, so was it the? It was the second round. Well, second the first round, he, the first round he was he played well. The first round he was four under with three to go, and I think he shot even. He shot even because he he finished like bogey double double. Yeah. And like that. Yeah. I think he shot one over. He was four under going into sixteen t, and ended up shooting one over because he went bogey double double. Yeah. Okay. Remember? And then, and so like, I didn't see him at lunch, to be honest. Remember you and I, Andrew and I, like we're eating lunch and I was kind of like, where's, where's Ashton? And we were all like, that was like, let him, he's fine. He's fine. He'll be, he'll be fine. Um, I went out, I had not hit the driver. Well, I hit a couple of tee shots or um, uh, balls on the range. And then 
Ashton rolls out and was on fire. On a mission, I would say, and on fire. Yes. He played so good in the afternoon and shoots 67. Shot, shot 67 with a double it's on 16, and that double was literally our fault because 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 we talked we we all baited him into a shot yeah yeah we because i wanted to hit driver on the tee at 16 16 if you never played played tobacco road is one of of all the difficult tee shots in terms of visually seeing what you're hitting to it's probably the most demanding it's a were you hit you hit hybrid is that what you hit off the tee i i hit yeah it's like a five wood hybrid type of a deal so it's like a 235 club right so i'm hitting that shot that we're talking about 235 it's fatter than you think it is right so i just hit it up there Andrew hits it up there. You and Ashton wanted to go for it because it's not a, a long hole from that, from hitting that five wood, you know, 235 into the middle of the fairway. You look up and I'm hitting a lob wedge just kind of like up the hill to the green. So again, you can right. get a driver up there. You guys wanted to drive it. So Andrew and I drive up to the green to let you guys know when you can hit. And we're looking back and just from our vantage point, I know we didn't talk about this. There was clearly some sort of like playing lesson going on. Like you guys were deep in thought about swings. You guys are back there like doing, and we're like, Andrew and I are staring back and literally our conversation is, what do you think they're talking about? It's like the and 34th Andrew- hole of, of a day <laughs> of like the third day yes. of a golf trip. We're, yes. we're like Martin Hall back there. Yes. I mean, he like the yes. balloons out. And, and Andrew, like only Andrew could 34 holes in on a day goes, I don't know, man. I don't effing care. <laughs> this is true. And, and you know what? It's spot on. Spot on with this mentality. Man, uh, I was dying up there. I didn't tell you that story, but that's what our conversation was like. It's so good. So then the shots get hit. And from your guys, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you've got to both feel like, well, I mean, you pulled yours a little bit and, and we all see it. Yeah, mine mine was mine was right of the line, but it was like in the in the rough, like right up the hill yeah. in the rough, right? And we all see it, like all of us see it. Ashton, because he's on a heater, hits a perfect shot, right? He's got to hit that right where he's looking, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe, your maybe, point? maybe five yards right of his line. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very, very close to perfect, yes. And and we're looking at this, and, and Andrew and I are like, oh, man, that is so good, right? <laughs> and there's a bunker right of the green that's literally just in the hill. So it's not like a bunker like this. It's like this, yeah. right? And then above it is also like that, and it's just native. And the ball lands. You can tell it's going to land before the bunker. And both Andrew and I are like, oh, perfect. He's going to be in the bunker. Because it's just an easy little, like, splash it out, yep. and, and you're going to make, make a birdie, right. right? And it hits. And trampolines over the bunker and just <laughs> sits in the native grass. And we were beside ourselves. I went to my knees. My hands are on my head. I'm like, no, nah. because we think that he's going to literally be having to like hit it like this, like above his head. So Andrew's like, maybe he can sit on your shoulders and like, you can get line. in the bunker. And I was like, okay, I'll get in the bunker and he can sit on my shoulders and he can try to like whack it out of the native stuff. But he tried to get up there. Didn't have a stance, tried to hit it left-handed, barely moved, ends up making double and still shoots 67. Yeah. Double and 16 and shoots 67 made birdie on, on 17, the part three, the pin was in a favorable place, uh, which was nice. But I mean, you know, this was a guy that again was four under with three to go in the morning. 
I mean, I, I don't know the count. I'd have to look it up, but I'd love to know how many birdies and eagles he made that day at Tobacco Road because you'd have to think it. Didn't be, he make in, three eagles? I thought he made three eagles. He made that three. Day. Uh, did he make three eagles on the day? He, on I don't the think, day, did he? I thought he made three eagles on the trip. I don't know, maybe, man. Maybe. They, uh, he made they, a lot. they were I mean, all was, running. To, there was a lot of eagles. I was like, geez. Yeah, he he eagled was, uh, on number two. He made an eagle the next day. But man, yeah, maybe it was maybe it was three three across that. But yeah, I think he made an eagle each round um, at Tobacco Road, and he played great. It was fun to watch. Um, I mean, Tobacco Road, again, as I've said, is it's a must-see once in your life. Like, you need to go see that golf course and play it. And my advice to everybody is do exactly what we did. I think it's key to play it twice in a row. Yeah. I just, I agree. I think, I think when you see it the first time, there are even on, even with the yardage book, even with the GPS, even if you had a caddy that had been out there a million times walking with you, it's still, there's still golf shots where once you play it once, I think about four, the par five a lot. Mm. You know, you, the fairway's huge. It's huge. There's a big bunker right and an even bigger bunker left. And the hole makes you visually because of, of, of the way it's designed. It what makes you want to hit it right and be safe, but you actually want to play it left and you can actually play less club and go left. Like you could hit yeah. three wood or a driving iron and hit it left up by that bunker. And you're going to have 180 into a par five. Yeah. But if you play it quote unquote safe and keep it right, then you're going to have four or five into a, a pretty tricky green. And so there are holes like that where you go, Oh man, I, I, I got to hit this shot again. And I think that's why playing it twice in a day helps. Totally agree with you. There are gettable fives once you know the line off the tee. And so again, that second round is so key. Almost all the fives. Like totally. Remember, all of our lines changed just a little bit on all the fives. Off of the first hole, outside of the first hole, all of the fives are a totally different line after you play it one time. Um, there are there's a drivable four, which is a really fun hole. That's the fifth hole right after the five you're talking about. Yep. Par threes are really good. You get downhill, you get uphill, you've got tight, you've got wide, like good par threes, mix of par threes. Um, and then you can get yourself into some positions where you're hitting shots that you no other course on the planet can give you. Like, um, um, what is it? Is it the, I want to say the par five 13th, is it 12 or 13? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's eleven. I think it's eleven. It's right after. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't okay, so it, it's it's eleven, but I'm in the bunker under the green, folks. I'm hitting a bunker shot that literally has to go over my house. Yeah, totally. It's two stories. Yep. It's two stories. Like you never get that shot anywhere else. Um, and obviously, if I were to play that again, in no in no universe would I be trying to hit at the right flag. Like you've got to just play it out left, but I play at the flag and it's down in that bunker. But how far, like I hit it, I hit it out. You got it out. Like it's, it's deeper than the the bunker at the stadium course at, at uh, PGA West. Yeah. I, the, the one, the one that's always famous on the left side. I mean, maybe that's twice right. as deep, honestly. I mean, it's, it's like that severe. Yes. And it's like auto bogey for most people if you're in it, but again, it allows you and gives you the opportunity if you pull the golf shot off to hit a memorable shot that you'll remember, That's right. you know, for, for a few years, I um, love tobacco road. Tobacco road was a lot of fun. We obviously played 36. We were in carts all day, kind of going back to the carts thing, which was a lot of fun, had a great match. I mean, that that also, you know, enhances the experience. I'm going to say this. Cause I think you're too nice to say this. If you're playing golf anywhere, anywhere, and you're, you, you lose your ball mark, unless it was like your father's 
grandfather's oh, silver dollar. I remember this. Don't drive back and try <laughs> and to what find did they, it. What did the guy say? What was it? What was the course? Cog Hill? Cog Hill. Yeah. yeah. He was like, hey, did you guys pick up my, my ball mark? No. I mean, I've been asked. I'm 39 years old, Joel. I've played a ton of golf in my life. I've been asked for just about everything that I've left. Not that. I've never been asked for just, again, like you said, Hey, I have, there's a 1974 silver dollar here. That means a lot to me. Did you guys find it? But some dude was like, and all of us would have been like, no. And let us help you try to find that. But when you say like, I lost my cog Hill ball mark, my eyes rolled so far back in my head. And I was like, please don't see me. Please don't see me. So listen, well-meaning guys. And they seemed like great dudes. And I think that they listened to your podcast. Love you guys. But like cog Hill ball mark, like chalk it up. It's an don't L. Need to, it's don't, just a, that's, that's an L. Just an that's L. An we're, L. Just, we're just we're just doing that's that. Right. Um, so when you play 36 in a day, um, you go back to the house and and you chill and you relax. No, no, no. We we did night putting again um, at the at at the Talamore. We um we convinced uh, one of the outside service dudes to turn the light on. Um, we told them we would be for sure we would surely turn it off, which we did. Uh, that was the night we got Chick Fil A. Um, I don't think the putting went as late as it had the no, first night. We were it was tired. Still intense. We I were think tired. Tired and also understanding that we're playing number two. We had an early tea time early uh, the next morning at number two. And mm-hmm. I mean, for everybody that, you know, I mean, everybody that's ever gotten the opportunity to play number two. I mean, it's, you know, it's up there. It's with Pebble. It's with, you know, some of the privates in the country where you are looking forward to that round for weeks, if not months mm. in advance. And you want to be prepped and ready to go because you also understand how tough the golf course is going to be. And Mm -hmm. so I think a lot of us were, were itching to at least get a few Z's in so we could be ready. I, again, I think order and order can be hard because it's all about availability. I would have like, I would have stayed one more day. If I could do this whole trip again, one more day, it's hard with kids. And like, I get it. And that's the whole reason I'm like, Hey, I got to get back because I've got three boys and need to get back. I would have loved to have switched tobacco and two because I was a little tired playing two. playing yeah. two. Not only was it an early round, but we had just played basically like 36 holes each of the previous two days. And I just, I wasn't at my best in particular when I got to like hole 10, 11, 12, like you start getting into the round, you're walking. And in hindsight, I was like, man, if I could have just been a little fresher, whether it was going to bed a little bit sooner, playing that course one day earlier, I would have felt a lot better with it. Granted, I, I shoot 80, and that's like a, just a straight kick in the you-know-what. Uh, so we start on 10. They, they do a 10 and, and mm-hmm. a 1T and a 10T um, start there, I think, for most of the days. I, I'm not sure um, how often that happens. But we started on 10. We were told by uh, one of the fellows that we worked with on the trip that if you make a 2 on Pinehurst number two, then you go in after you go into the restaurant there, you show them the scorecard and they give you any uh, two, coin, any two, they give you a coin. You can make, you can, you can drop it from the fairway. You can make a birdie on any of the par threes and they give you a coin. So that was pretty much our goal for the day. Yeah. I mean, going into it, we were like all going, okay, like we're going to try to play well. We're going to try to have some fun. We're all a bit tired. Got to make a two. Got to make a two. So we start on 10. So we get the 17 par three, famous par three. I hit one, uh, one of the better shots I hit of the week. I hit it about yeah. probably 10, 12 feet. You hit it to a foot and a half. A foot and a half? Almost. I mean, and it was like trending. Can you, oh, can you imagine? A, like, can I wonder you what imagine? they do if you make a one. They, they may give you a one coin? I don't know. You made a one they on would, two? 
they would have had to resodded the tea box because that would have <laughs> gone ham. It was, um, it was it, you know, it was, it was like, we're getting ready for 18. Like, you know, what's coming with 18. Like we're about to make the turn. Everybody's kind of waking up in the round. You hit just a, a brilliant, I don't know. What was oh, that, like a five iron? It was a six. You hit seven. I hit six. Um, and I kind of drew it in. Oh, that was my best shot of the day. That was very, very fun. I will say like that course you, you have got to be, I let my frustration um, get to me a little bit at one point in the round. You will get a bounce, a lie that you feel like you don't deserve. And you have got to just get over it. Yep. That's what the course is. And I got frustrated at one point with one of those and it did not help me. And I, I lost my concentration for like two straight holes and made two straight double bogeys. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, there, there you have it clat like way to go, <laughs> but you've got to go in knowing that you're going to hit a shot that you feel like is good. And it's going to be in a spot where you don't really have anything. I mean, not only do you not have anything, but if you do that in and around the greens, I mean, you're just, it's just oh, your gosh. toast. I mean, I mean, oh, it, it, that golf course is everything people say it is. I mean, around the greens is super tough. You can short side yourself. You can hit a good shot. It rolls off the green. Like I think going into Don't it. Don't you think Lord, those are the, oh, some of the best green complexes that we've ever played together? Oh, I mean, it is, they are just, like I said, I mean, I, I, you know, I remember this was like, I was playing like in an Oakley pro-am out in North Carolina somewhere. And I remember we played two. And I think this was before they came in and did all the restoration work. So it wasn't even all those sandy areas. It was still trees. And I remember thinking this place is as good as anybody, anybody, any golf course yeah. I've played that I could remember. And then when you get back out there, you're reminded once again that, it, listen, you can hit good golf shots. I mean, you can mm -hmm. hit good golf shots and get rewarded. But a mediocre golf shot is going to get penalized at Pine Ridge too. This is my favorite part about great courses. Great courses reward really good golf shots and everything else is just slapped away like a bug. And that's what, that's what the greens do, right? Yeah. Like you can't skinny it up on these greens. You can't hit it a little fat. The landing areas are small for how big the greens look. And you better like, you better have the right shape on it. You can't be trending. You can't be hitting a cut towards a right pin that lands right of middle because it'll just kind of spin away yep. you know like it's and i loved it it reminded me of oakmont in that sense where you were just the demanding nature of the iron play was what i loved i loved that about and uh, the the entire day on number two and those green complexes i made my mind up early i'm not a great short game player and i made my mind up early like i'm gonna bump four and five irons from oh my gosh from around the green genius with that shot and it it saved me how many times i got up and down four or five times with that shot it's important to i think what you said is smart and anybody going to this area not just pinehurst number two it, if you don't live in this area with this type of turf where it's sandy and it's and it's a bit unstable around these greens i think finding a shot and really committing to that for the week not for the day, not for the front nine, but for the week, and maybe even spending a little bit of time before you go on these trips. Like I tell people when they're going to Bandon and they're going to Scotland, spend a couple of weeks before you go hitting shots where you keep it low. Like yeah. maybe you don't, if you don't know how to do it, find somebody that can help find you something. learn that shot because That's right. it is imperative to be able to hit a seven iron and knock it down. It's imperative to hit a three iron and knock it down. And there at the in, in Pinehurst and around that area, 
it is imperative to have a shot around those greens that you're comfortable hitting that stays on the ground. Maybe it's a putter, maybe it's a hybrid, or maybe it's like you hit and it's that four and five iron. Yeah, and and I learned this shot because we I play on similar grass here, so it's Bermuda, which means as it's coming out of its dormant season, it's still very grainy, which means sand is exposed, and and then the grass grows sideways, so it's not sitting up where the ball sits up perfectly. Right. It's sitting, it's kind of sitting down, and any leading edge that hits that sideways turf is going to grab, right? And so I just play a four iron a little bit off of my right foot. And, and take a putting grip, not an interlock, but a putting grip and put it. And it stays up above the turf just a little bit. And I don't get the trampoline from the hybrid. So I love that shot. And I've, I've kind of learned it from playing around here. Uh, Ashton made Eagle on four, um, kind of going back to I the Ashton Eagle world. Hit, hit, hit a great drive that. on the par five, hit three wood to like 25 feet, made this impossible putt, broke like seven feet. He made it right in the middle. It was um, so good. It, it was, was awesome. so good. Yeah. Um, and then I I on the next hole is that par three. And um I you hit a really two. I had a really good shot in on five and rolled in about a 25 footer uh for my two to join you. And I I was gonna be bummed because I hit a good putt on 17 when you made birdie there and it just slipped out. I think maybe it just slipped out or I just I think it slipped out something. Yeah. And uh and I was really I was I was firing for those coins. So <laughs> uh I was I was very happy that happened. Um uh, I played well that day, stumbled on the way in, but just remind you shoot? Again, uh 75 and I finished bogey double, I think. So that's uh, right. I had that's a chance right. to, which folks like playing shooting 75 on two is hard. Two it's hard is, to do. Two is just, I mean, two is a place where you get done with the round and you're adding up the bogeys you made and you can't believe you made that many, but it's just what the golf course does to you is that's you're right. inevitable. And like you said, how many great shots are you hitting per round in any, at any golf course? Like not a lot. And you have to hit great golf shots at Pinehurst number two, you know, Joel, like it made me think of stuff like Martin Keimer running away with it there. Yes. How good he must've been playing to not just win at Pinehurst number two, but to run away from the field. Like you've got to be so dialed around those greens. And and not even just around those greens, but the, the iron play again, like it is, that and Oakmont are the two courses where I'm just like, if if you're not hitting your irons, because again, like if you don't flush the iron, it's not stopping. Right. Right. And like, if you're not playing the proper shape, landing in the proper area, it's just going to roll off the green. And so like the level of iron play to, to shoot what that guy does under open conditions. Like, can you imagine how much more firm and faster the green are? Like what? You show up and be like, I'm out, man. I got nothing here. This I, I can't play this million. place. Yes. Everybody uh, would. That's again, yes. it kind of goes back to the difference in, in that level of play and everybody else. But um, that was our last run. I agree with you, by the way, on your point about number two is if I'm planning a trip to Pinehurst, I'm going to put two in the middle of the itinerary. I want to play some golf leading up to it. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be my last round. Maybe it's the day before the last round, like you said. Um, I love, also love the idea of kind of finishing your trip with the tobacco road day because yep. I just think it's so fun. It, you're going to leave on a on a high, you know, because... And it that, wasn't that quite place... as demanding, right? Like, it right. wasn't as demanding of a walk. We were in carts. It wasn't as demand. Like, the shots weren't demanding. They were specific, you know, which is a difference. Whereas like you get on four, you're walking, you get on, on two, you're walking and there's some demanding shots, right? Whereas tobacco road, there's just specific shots and, and it's, it's more fun. And you're in a cart, uh, in terms of that nature. 
Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I highly recommend Pinehurst. Would you agree with that? Totally, I mean, totally. Like, Can't I mean, wait to go back. Yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's the thing, too, about that place is, you know, we were kind of comparing it to some other places, and you go to a Bandon or you go to a Stream Song, you go to a Cabot. Like, you're playing those golf courses because that's where you're at. At Pinehurst, you can play the Pinehurst courses, or you could go play Tobacco Road, or maybe you get an invite to Mid Pines or Country Club of North Carolina. Like, there's so many different places that are that are going to change your experience that I think you and I could go on three or four trips to Pinehurst and have totally different experiences yeah. simply because of the amount of golf and the abundance of the sport that lives in that area. But you know, if you're a golfer, like you and I were driving around, we're like on, we're like on Zillow, like looking at homes. Yeah. Like, this would be I was awesome like, I want to retire here. <laughs> Joel Clatt's going to be a Pinehurst guy. I think, I think that's, oh, that's on the I horizon. Love um, I love it. A couple of, of, of little things that I would say for the trip. Okay. And this is, if you're playing at Pinehurst, I would, you're inevitably going to be driving unless you're at the resort, I would say. You're going to be kind of driving around, which is fine because it's all really close. If you're a coffee drinker, work in a coffee run before you get to the course every day because that was hit or miss. Oh, so, we, we, we ran into an issue at Pinehurst. I remember we were like one of the first off and the coffee place didn't open until 730 and we were off before then. So right. yeah, good point. So just like plan on getting your coffee beforehand and to be honest, like that was the, the only thing that I thought, okay, like definitely would, would want to change that on a daily basis. Cause I'm a cop, like, listen, I, I love coffee. Same. Wasn't myself before drinking coffee. So, um, definitely working that, working that in. What's your, what's your coffee consumption, uh, work days? Like now when you're like calling a game, are you, are you having uh, like, are you having a coffee? Cause the one thing I've, I've noticed myself broadcasting is I don't, I will drink coffee during broadcast days, especially when like, you know, golf broadcast can be five, six hours long. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you're up there for two and a half, three hours, but, mm -hmm. but I don't want to get jittery, you know? So, um, are yeah. you like a, during the game coffee yeah. guy? Okay. Yeah. And, and I drink one of two things, unless it's really hot, I either drink coffee or I drink, this is, it's really gross actually, but hot water. So I ask him like, Hey, will you go get me a tea, but don't put the like tea bag in it a hot tea and i was like i'll i'll do that so they bring the hot tea and then they bring the hot water and i just drink the hot water and the reason is is because tea gives me too much saliva and i have a hard time talking like gatorade i can't do gatorade either but the hot water keeps my voice going because inevitably this is like october and november and it's a little bit cool out there and your voice can start to like crack a little bit yep. and so i have hot drinks coffee or just straight hot water I think I think Buck was a hot water guy, if I remember. Yeah, I think he, he told me a, about it. Is that He's right? He's the one yeah. that was like, because I was telling, and again, these are just little tricks of the trade. He was so great about this. And I was talking to him about how on cold days, my, I wasn't confident projecting, you know, because I would, I feel like I would need to cough. And he was like, oh, you got to drink hot water. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I tried it and he was exactly right. Um, awesome trip. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, a big thanks to Martin and Phil and Shane for kind of the help in, in planning it. Um, you know, I, I will say, you know, we're in the sports world. Like you mentioned off the top, you're obsessed with golf. Um, you know, my, the way I look at golf and the way I look at golf, like trips are these things you're going with close friends of yours that you enjoy being around that are like-minded 
and are going to want to experience a similar trip to what you experience. And we all have kids and, you know, they're all different ages and we all have wives at home that are amazing and kind of, you know, allow us to kind of gallivant around the mm -hmm. country and do these types of mm -hmm. things. And to get to go on a trip like this with the group we went on, everybody could play. It was so much fun. I was bummed it was as short as it was simply because I know. we had so much fun doing it and we could have been, it could have been two or three days longer. And I don't think it would have beat anybody up, but uh, you know, I mean, I, I, these things in then I'm just like thinking about where's the next one. Like where can we go next? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I, I would kind of end off with where I, I started. It was, and it's not hidden because we all know where it's at. It's a gym. If you want to take a really cool golf trip, go to Pinehurst. It's you'll really enjoy it. And then secondly, just know the type of trip that you want to create. You know, if you want to play, cause I know guys at, like at my club, they want to play once a day, find a great dinner, maybe play some pickleball, maybe, you know, go find all these other things. Fine. If that's what you want to do on a, on a getaway guys trip, then, then be about it. Uh, if you want to go and you want to play as much golf as possible, then you, you got to know that that's your, your goal as well. Um, but that was a cool spot. Yeah. I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to just do another trip. I love doing golf. Golf trips are now become becoming some of my favorite things to do in life. The, uh, the, a couple of little, like just items was, um, our kitchen counter at our, at the villa, at the Talamore just would just accumulate just like crap and golf balls and Sharpies and ball markers. Like as the week tease, as the week would go on, like the last day, it's just this, it looks like somebody emptied their bag there. And then the funniest part to me, and I just texted a picture to the group a couple of days ago was we'd like finish around and you have like an old golf ball or two, you know, that you use during the round. We just put them in the corner of the minivan. Yes. And by the end of the trip, there are probably like 30 golf balls yeah. of all different brands just yes. in this corner. And when I think it was who, who returned the car, it was, was it, I have no idea. Was it me, me and Andrew returned the car? We're like, oh, no, we're Ashton taking our bags out. Together. There's golf balls just, just all <laughs> everywhere, just, just all over the minivan. We're like, well, this was like, we should have taken these out before the bags oh. came out. But if you're like going a, to Pinehurst, by the way, you've got to rent a minivan. Get the minivan. Always the minivan, get the minivan. Always get the minivan. Two captain's chairs, minivan. It fits the bags, it fits everything, it's comfortable. The minivan is so clutch. Don't get a truck. Do not get an SUV. Like it doesn't fit. It doesn't. You will hate trying to get everything in and out of an SUV. Get a minivan. It doesn't look, listen, it doesn't look as cool than getting the Tahoe, but who cares? We're like old and not cool anyway. So it's just like, yeah. we can, I'll cruise a minivan every day. I'm probably not going to buy one, but I will say in that instance, into it, very into uh, it. Yeah. Like when we pulled up to Chick fil A, in the drive-thru, I felt very cool. I was okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> but the golf ball's rolling around. Uh, that is Joel Klatt. As I mentioned off the top, make sure you check out his podcast, The Joel Klatt Show, wherever you get your podcast. Very fun. Um, I know you. I know we're going to be – I mean, we are basically two weeks away from basketball and hockey ending, mm -hmm. and then just in the true doldrums of summer – leading up to college football so people's focus yeah, if it hadn't already turned to college football we'll be going there very quick and joel's gonna have you covered joel appreciate it thanks so much for the time you bet, man uh thanks for coming on the trip we had a lot of fun we'll do it again soon okay you got it brother see you a huge thanks to joel for taking the time chatting about our pinehurst trip that was a lot of fun um hope to do that again very very soon anywhere in and around the country maybe outside the country you never know but uh a big thanks to joel he's a busy man 
for the time. Make sure you check out his podcast, The Joel Klatt Show. It is uh, awesome, and we'll get you amped and jazzed for college football as we get closer and closer to the start of that late in the summer. Uh, hope you guys have an awesome week. I'm going to be up in Wisconsin shooting something very new and very fun alongside my pals at Scratch. So that'll be coming your way in the next few months. I'm amped to get back to Wisconsin, one of my favorite golfing places in the entire country. And uh, we'll be back next week. Have a great one. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com.com slash compatibility.